you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, June 19th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Welcome to a special Juneteenth edition of NFL Total Access, the podcast coming up, we will honor today's holiday with a mashup of celebration and education. But we do have a little NFL football to talk first. The president of Bills Mafia, Michael Robinson, is worried, terrified actually, about the Bills AFC East rival Miami Dolphins. And it's got nothing to do with Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell or the dark arts of Tua's self-defense techniques. It's got nothing to do with Miami's Olympic track team speed. It has everything to do with defense. Mike will explain. He'll also explain why the problem with Dak Prescott in 2022 has nothing to do with how many interceptions he threw and everything to do with where on the field those mistakes were made. Now, good news, Cowboys fans. There is a solution, and his name is Brandon Cooks. Mike Robb will explain that. I also got my hands on a piece of sound from Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. 90 seconds of wisdom that we can all benefit from, even if we're not getting ready for an NFL training camp. But first, what is the best rivalry in the NFL right now? You jabroni! Is it the Chiefs and the Bengals? Because the oldest NFL rivalries, they just aren't that great. Not at this moment, anyway. You know, rivalries like the Packers and Bears, Dallas and Washington, the Cowboys and the Niners. Look, the Steelers and the Ravens isn't bad. Neither is Raiders versus themselves and Bill Belichick versus the press. But for a truly stirring matchup where both sides go in expecting to win based on muscle memory of having done so in games of serious consequence, 
and with a little trash talk thrown in for added spice. Know your role and shut your mouth. Then it's gotta be KC and Cincy. It's gotta be Chiefs and Bengals. Arrowhead versus Burrowhead. The defending champs and yes, the defensive jabronis. Do you agree? Ponder that and ask yourself another question. Who is more likely to enter the Vegas spotlight of Super Bowl 58, Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? With that on the brain, let's kick it over to the TA set for more on this with Mikey M and Mike Robb. And Rob, you played in a lot of these rivalry matchups. You know when it goes back and forth. It does make it pretty fun here. Chiefs and Bengals, do they have the best rivalry right now in the NFL? Yeah, I think you got to go with that. You have to, yeah. right? I would love to put the Bills in there somewhere, but I can't. I got to go with these two teams, man. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, they're both young guys, right? They're both, they both have the ability um, of making the guys around them uh, better. I mean, just think about it. Jamar Chase looked in the camera without breaking character, without doing anything and said, yeah, Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, I mean, that's Kevin McAllister, Yams, okay? And he's injected, he's injected uh, you know, uh, just confidence in the rest of his team. So you got to say that these two quarterbacks being young and the fact that they're going to be around for a long time, um, yeah, this has to be the biggest rivalry in all of football right now. Look, and the best part about it is both of these teams are really good, and they are in the thick of things, it looks like, every single year to be in the Super Bowl. In fact, the last four years, it's been either Mahomes or Burrow, mostly Pat, obviously, that. in the Super Bowl, repping the AFC. So I ask you, M. Rob, because you know sort of how these dynamics are. Not every team is going to be the same every single year, but who's more likely to play in the Super Bowl this upcoming year, Mahomes or Burrow? I know, I feel you, right? But I mean, look, think about it. I thought, like seriously, I thought Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City, yeah. okay, was going to do something to Patrick Mahomes. I thought, hey, Andy Reid, they're not going to be able to clear the field out for, for Travis Kelsey and all of those things. You know what happened? Patrick Mahomes went out there and, 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 and broke records for scrimmage yards and all of these things, and then he goes on to win another Super Bowl. Just totally reinvents himself. So I'd have to say Patrick Mahomes has the more chance to be in the Super Bowl, especially because of that Hall of Famer of a head coach and play caller and innovator that this game needs in Andy Reid. Yeah, I think it's clear if there was any doubt about who the best quarterback in the NFL is based off of last season, Patrick Mahomes has squashed all of the quit, uh, critics. You just touched on something. You made reference to Tyreek Hill, and I think that's part of the reason why we give Mahomes a lot of credit here. Not everyone focuses in on all the changes. Left tackle, Orlando Brown goes from KC to Cincinnati this offseason. Take a listen to what Mahomes had to say about the change. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, I still talk to Orlando. I mean, we, we had a, a, a we're friendship off the field just as much as on the field. And you, you understand how great of a player he is. He makes Cincinnati uh, even better football team. So uh, that stinks for us. But uh, at the same time, I'm happy for him that he got to a good place where he was able to uh, get a good a good contract that he that he deserved and everything like that and then, um, we'll still have that friendship but uh, he's a competitor like me so we're going to be wanting to be able to brag about who wins that football game. All right, M. Rob. So how does Brown leaving Kansas City affect their offense? Again, man, you know it's it's Andy Reid and you know it's Patrick Mahomes with more experience with another Super Bowl. Uh, they might go more empty more just so that Patrick can see, you know, the threats from the defense a little bit better so that, you know, he can get away from it. Yeah, maybe there's a small dip in talent when you got Donovan Smith, who's a little bit older, uh, filling in at the left tackle position. But you just can't, I mean, 
you cannot discount what's going on in Kansas City and, and the growth and maturity for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, for just from what I hear, Orlando Brown won about $30 million a season, you know, something like that, you know what I mean? So that's why I think you heard Patrick say, I'm super happy he got his money, you know what I'm saying? That's what a franchise quarterback does, man. I'm happy you got your money, but uh, we're going to go on and win another championship with the guys we got. Yeah, fans in Cincinnati are sitting there. I'm Rob going, you know what? We, we took away a major piece to their team, and he's now on our side, so they're hoping that they ding Kansas City and make themselves a little bit stronger. Only time will tell, obviously, on that one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And the next topic is made to order. As in, it's always nice to have a short order cook around. Or in the case of Dak Prescott, a short order cooks. Brandon Cooks, who Michael Robinson says is a wide receiver one. A bona fide WR1 lined up in the slot. Now, why is this significant? Because Cooks may go a long way toward addressing, maybe even fixing, Dak Prescott's biggest area of statistical weakness, the middle of the field, in between the numbers. The piece of real estate on an NFL field where two out of three of Dak's 2022-15 interceptions were picked off. His 15 interceptions tied for most in the NFL, by the way, with Davis Mills. And Dak did it in five fewer games. Prescott in the gun. He throws it over the middle. It's intercepted again. Holy cow. Wow. 
So, you know, not great, but not to worry. Mike Robb, tell us why. You talk about communication, you can see it all over the tape. Other than communication, you also need to be able to run the football. Now, they were top 10 last year. They ran the ball for about 135 yards, something along those lines. But this team needs to be in 140, 145 yards per game rushing the football and moving the line of scrimmage and leaning on that offensive line. And then that allows uh, Dak Prescott to be special Dak in special situations. So you limit the opportunity to have all of those communication issues that he's that he had with CD Lamb and some of the guys on the outside. But that's why I think when you bring a guy like Brandon Cooks in with all that speed, that's going to change this offense, not only in the run game and create some space for Tony Pollard and his offensive line to, to operate, but it's also going to clear up the reads for Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. So those communication issues should, be, um, should go away to some degree. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and the next topic is role reversal, as in the manner in which Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio can turn his defenses into offenses, a fact which should frighten Aaron Rodgers and Mac Jones and Josh Allen. Certainly has Michael Robinson worried, and here's why. As upset as it makes me say, yeah, I think the Miami Dolphins defense is going to be right there, man. And, and it upsets me because I'm president of Bills Mafia. Cam, you know that, man. So I yes. got to, you know, support my <laughs> Bills Mafia. But, dude, if I'm Josh Allen, bro, and I'm the offensive line, Deion Dawkins and those boys in Buffalo, man, I'm, I'm a little nervous, man. And you, you, you talk about Vic Fangio not leaving those guys – uh, you know, in the secondary one-on-one -on -one for a very long time. He does a great job of marrying the pass rush to the coverage so guys know exactly when they're going to have line stunts. Guys know exactly when they're going to be have pressure on the quarterback so defensive backs can be ready to get the takeaways away from opposing offenses. And one thing that he used to really upset me with, I'm talking about that guy on the screen, Vic Fangio right there, when he was with the San Francisco 49ers, Justin Smith and Alden Smith, I see them as Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, and Chris Christian Wilkins, right? The five technique in the deep, I mean, in the outside linebacker. That five technique moves six inches, man. It totally messes up the blocking scheme for the offensive for the offensive front. So again, Vic Fangio is one of those guys. Once he knows what the blocking blocking scheme is trying to do, he knows exactly how to attack it. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and the next topic is reasonable expectations. Something that sounds a little like, you know, hedging your bets reasonable expectations. Look, if I tell Gracie, honey, I'm taking you to a new restaurant I heard about, but let's have reasonable expectations. Well, I think it would be reasonable to expect that she is not going to be that stoked about it. Seems to me that the very act of saying reasonable expectations sounds like an invitation to lower expectations, unless that is, the message is being delivered by Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, a message that I'm going to share with you now, listener, because I think it's a really good pep talk for all of us. It's got me seeing the world in a whole new way, and I'm not prepping for another grueling campaign in the AFC North. Mike Tomlin, the mic is yours. Man, in the growth and development of this thing, man, I'm talking to you about norms, expectations, mindsets, mindsets that you should have. And it's always good to acknowledge reasonable expectations. I expect you get better in all areas, man, whether it's the, the knowledge relative to what it is that you do, the maintenance and the preparation of your body, the understanding of the game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You need to continually be a guy on the rise. 
That is a reasonable expectation as opposed to just coming in here putting in time. What do I mean by that? I mean the things that made you viable in the past aren't going to be the things that make you viable moving forward. You better be continually getting better as long as you're sitting in rooms like this. I ain't doing my job if I'm not pointing that out. You guys that have been here and know what it's about, man, we expect you to be significantly better. Hear the words. You were a young guy, man, we might have tolerated mental errors. A year ago, we'll have less tolerance for it moving forward. It's just a reasonable expectation. And so let's just be really transparent, man, about expectations in this business, about how competitive it is. I never want you worrying about people on the outside, even the man sitting next to you. This is a man versus himself battle. You got to be continually pressing to get better with that understanding that this is a highly competitive line of work that we're in. Translation, evolve, grow, improve, advance the story, advance your story, get better however you can, even just a little bit. And if we all do that, well, now we have expectations of each other that are actually reasonable and better still, achievable. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And the final topic of the day is the very reason why this day is special. And it ain't because of the NFL. It's the federal holiday, Juneteenth, June 19th, a day in which we commemorate the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. And no, there was no one single day before which all slaves were held in captivity, after which all slaves were free. Our history, certainly this history, is not exactly clean like that. June 19th is celebrated on the anniversary of General Order Number 3, announced in Galveston, Texas, on June 19, 1865. And that General Order Number 3 enforced Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had been issued two years, five months, and 19 days before. June 19, 1865, important to note, was six months before the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, was even ratified. June 19, 1865, was also 156 years before this day was even made a federal holiday. That was only two years ago, in 2021. But Juneteenth has been celebrated since the very first anniversary, back in 1866. It is a day some call America's second Independence Day. It is a day to honor heritage and culture. It is a day to celebrate and to educate. And to that end, I want to begin by sharing a story. A few years ago, a bill was passed to start research on building a national trail from Galveston, Texas to Houston, Texas. That was the very route freed slaves traveled after hearing about their emancipation in 1865. Bengals safety Michael Thomas traveled that trail to learn about the history of Juneteenth ending up in Emancipation Park in Houston. That park was originally owned by four freedmen from Galveston that saved to buy the land that now hosts Juneteenth celebrations to this day. What's up, y'all? Mike Thomas. Today, we're here in Galveston, Texas. This is the background of Juneteenth, and that's our history, learning about our independence, how our ancestors heard about emancipation being signed, and shoot, I'm here to learn as well. I'm most looking forward to, you know, having a conversation with a couple historians who can teach me all about Juneteenth. Even being from Houston, you know, I know about it, I've learned about it in school, but to actually be here on the ground, it's gonna be amazing. Hey, Miss Tommy, how you doing? Good morning, welcome to Galveston, Texas. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. We are the city in which the last chapter of slavery ended. In this spot, specifically here. What, what, what was this spot? This lot was the Osterman Building. The Osterman Building is an office building or a building where administrators do their work. General Granger arrived and that's where he gave those businessmen the information that the slaves in Texas were now free. And we call that document not necessarily the Emancipation Proclamation but General Order Number 3. Why do you think it took so long for the general to come down here to Galveston and, and, and make this announcement for the people? The owners knew, but just didn't share it with the slaves gotcha. because yeah. they wanted to finish their um, crop for the year. Mm -hmm. And so that's 
one of the reasons it took two and a half, half years. Yeah, I was about to say, and two so, and a half years, and, right? And, and yeah, two and a half years because the Emancipation Proclamation was in fact on January 1st, 1863. Being June 1865, it was two and a half years. Right. The freed men and women who were here in Galveston or here in Texas when they heard the speech, is that like, hey, we have a right to be equal. We have the right to be free. They built Texas, they built America. And once they found out they're free, they continue to live their lives and be free. General Granger left the Osterman building and his next delivery of General Order Number 3 was at Reedy Chapel. So that's when he talked to the black people to let them know that they had finally been free. Okay, Michael, this is Reedy Chapel. Okay, this is the church. This is the church. Talk to me about like the, the importance of this church, even during that time. Like, was this where most of the African-Americans or the, I guess, freed slaves at that time met? This was like the first church, I think, of all for African-Americans. This is one of the first churches in the South for black people. And this is where they gathered to hear the news that they were free. It is through churches that the words of, of emancipation was passed from plantation to plantation, church to church. Okay, Michael, we have one more place to go. Okay. The Ashton Villa is one of the places where we have a number of celebrations of Juneteenth. All right, I'm excited, let's go. Okay, okay, I'm ready. You are now on the grounds of Ashton Villa. Okay. One of the oldest structures in Galveston. This statue was placed here to commemorate Juneteenth. Al Edwards, a representative in Houston, presented a bill to make Juneteenth a state holiday. Why do you think it's important that, you know, we celebrate this as an American holiday? and not just an African-American holiday or Texas holiday for free slaves. Like, why should it be celebrated nationally? Because it's an American story. Right. It's part of the United States history. Today, I learned so much about Juneteenth that wasn't taught in those, you know, Texas history lessons that I took, you know, even growing up in Houston, uh, learning about the historical monuments that, hey, this is exactly where they spoke. It's definitely important for us to teach our youth this part of history, not just black history, but because it's American history. Juneteenth, this is a day to celebrate and to educate. And I want to close today's show by sharing a moment I had this past Friday. I am blessed to have received an education from a young lady named Ashley Loveless, who passed through the halls of NFL media as part of a career training program. She was just one member of a rather large group. But I couldn't escape the joyful power of her presence, and I invited Ashley to school me on what Juneteenth means to her. Help me, the 52-year-old white kid, understand why Juneteenth mm -hmm. is more than a Monday, is more than a day off from work, mm -hmm. why it should be a day that I need to do a hell of a lot more thinking than I think I have done in years past. Well, I can I can help you with that. Thank Monday's you. my birthday, actually. I was born on Juneteenth. Oh my goodness gracious. Happy, so, happy early birthday. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I jokingly tell people all the time I am Juneteenth just because it's my birthday, but in an in an essence, I, I am Juneteenth. And everybody that looks like me 
is Juneteenth here in America. You figure June 19th, 1865, so 158 years ago. And a lot of people think this was brought on by Abraham Lincoln, right? Because that's what we're taught in grade school. Yes. So it actually came two and a half years later after the Emancipation Proclamation and two months following the Confederate surrender to the Union. And it was kicked off by a general going to Galveston, Texas, and informing all of the still enslaved people that were enslaved in Texas at that time that slavery is essentially abolished, right? There's no more. And that is so pivotal to me because you would think the president of the United States putting out a proclamation and it being voted on and passed that everybody would know, everybody would essentially abide by that, right? right? That's not what happened. And so two years later, originally it was called Jubilee Day. And Jubilee is just another way to say happy. It's a celebration. It's more so of like an anniversary, right? So you figure 158 years later, for me, looking at this is my lineage, this is my history, this is where I come from. And to know that I came from resilience, that I know that I come from a culture that never gives up, that is always striving, like I said before, an opportunity to be able to be a part and an opportunity to be your best self, be your authentic self, and that be accepted. And we could have more moments like the HBCU kid from Jersey <laughs> and my fellow partner across from me, even though our cultures are different, we should still be able to sit at the same table, smile, laugh, joke, enjoy life without the line drawn between us for things that we can't control. Because at the end of the day, we all believe the same. Ashley Loveless, NFL fan, future NFL sideline reporter, is also an historian <laughs> and a young lady who is not seeking connection or not merely seeking connection. She is connection. I Ashley Loveless. You. Appreciate you're, you're you. You're a bit of all right, as my English friends say. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us here on the pod. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Ashley Loveless for her time and her kindness in sharing her thoughts with us. And as a way of finishing up today, I want to remind myself and any one of you who cares to hear it that the Juneteenth we recognize now, this commemoration of the emancipation of four million enslaved persons, is not the stuff of ancient history. 158 years certainly sounds like a long time, and it is, until we give it shape and context. Consider this. My mother turns 80 years old this year. On the day of my mother's birth in 1943, her 80-year-old great-grandmother was already walking when four million people were considered the property of another. That's only two lifetimes. What happened in this country happened only a moment ago. All of our moments matter. That one, this one, and the next one too. May it be one we can all be proud of. Until next time, take care of you, take care of your crew, and ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.